And now, from the kids' zone, it's bedtime adventures, adventures, adventures. Hey, why is Aaron Echo in here? Echo in here. Echo in here. Because it's cool. Because it's cool. Because it's cool. Well, good evening and welcome to tonight's episode. I would like to encourage you to hit the plus sign on Apple Podcasts. That will subscribe you so you won't miss any cool episodes that are coming out. And children, if you have any cool story ideas, leave those ideas in the review section of the podcast along with your name. Now, tonight we have several cool things to share with you in this story. First of all, a beast named Gorgor. And secondly, Minute Maid Park in Houston. And thirdly, Mom's famous lemon bars. So, like with any good story, we must start from the start, and we must begin from the beginning. So without any further ado, once upon a time, there were three boys who lived in a house in the woods, and they were very happy there. Jace, Jet, and James. They were brothers, you see. Now it was a Friday afternoon and the boys got home from school and they went up to the game room to play Mario Kart. And when they got up there, Jet remarked that what a crazy adventure we had with Pergos the Dragon. I've got to come clean though. Come clean? What do you mean, asked James. Well, the morning that all of that happened, I was getting dressed And you know that tiger head statue that we got from the yard sale? Well, I was getting dressed and it started talking to me. It told me my fortune. Your fortune? Asked Jace. Yeah, you know, kind of like a fortune cookie when you open it up and read the little paper in there and it tells you your fortune. It was like that, but the tiger head statue told it to me. But statues can't talk, Jace said. I know, but I was really surprised. But it talked to me, I promise. It said something like, watch for upcoming events. They cast shadows beforehand or something like that. And then I went downstairs and y'all were watching How to Train Your Dragon. And then after school, James told us about the story of the Hobbit with Smog the Dragon in it. That's two dragon references in one day. And then what happened? Pergos the dragon sticks his head in our window and we are sucked out into a crazy adventure riding on the back of the dragon. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that statue told me my fortune that morning and it all came to be. And it all really happened. James and Jace looked at each other in surprise. Jet just shrugged his shoulders and said, I'm just telling you what happened to me and I thought you guys should know. Boys, come downstairs. I have a surprise for you. They heard their mother say, So they all ran down to the kitchen, and there was a plate full of delicious homemade lemon bars. Lemon bars, shouted Jace. I love lemon bars. They are so delicious. I also have a surprise for you, their father said. What is that? They all shouted in unison. We're going to the baseball game tomorrow. The Angels and the Astros? That's awesome, said James. 
So the rest of the night, the family had dinner and played a few board games and went to bed early so they could have lots of rest for tomorrow's baseball game. Now, early Saturday morning, Jace woke up first. No one was up yet, and he decided to go to Jet's room and wake him up. So he opened Jet's door very quietly and walked into his room. And as he passed the tiger head statue, he heard, When fear hurts you, conquer it. Defeat it. And oh, by the way, today Gorgor awakens from his millennial slumber. Beware. Who's talking, said Jet, rolling over in his bed, still half asleep. It's the tiger head statue, said Jace. You were right, it does talk. I told you, what did it say? I was still sleeping. It said, if fear tries to hurt you, defeat it, and something about Gorgor awakening or something like that. Who is Gorgor? I don't know, but I do know I want to go downstairs and get some of Mom's lemon bars. Come on, let's go. And Jet smiled. He says, okay, let's go. And once downstairs, the boys saw their father drinking a cup of coffee. You boys ready for the game today? And with that, they heard James coming down the steps. Yes, I'm ready, said James. Well, if you guys want to go to the game this morning, you need to go get ready because we're about ready to leave. Okay, they all said, and they ran upstairs to get their clothes on for the day. Mom, can I take some lemon bars to the game? Asked Jace. Sure, honey, no problem. So everybody got dressed and ready, and they hopped in the car and went down to Minute Maid Park. And when they got there, they showed the ticket taker their tickets and walked inside the ballpark. Their seats were in what's called the Crawford Boxes, which are in left field. They're called the Crawford Boxes because right behind them runs Crawford Street. You see, Minute Maid Park was built on an old railroad station that used to be called Union Station. And as a testament to that, they have a cool train inside the ballpark that runs on a track right above the Crawford boxes. And the train is filled with giant Minute Maid oranges. They're not real, of course, but they are super cool. And the roof at Minute Maid Park was open, and it was a beautiful day, and the game was about to begin. The Angels baseball team took the field and out came Mike Trout and Shohei Otani and all of their great baseball players. And now for your Houston Astros, the announcer said, and the crowd erupted in applause and cheers. So Justin Verlander took the mound and the game began. Shohei Otani was up to bat first. Verlander threw him a nasty slider and Shohei swung and missed. The crowd erupted in applause. So Justin Verlander followed that with a fastball and Shohei Otani hit it really hard and it went foul right into the left of the Crawford boxes. Man, if he had hit that straight, that would have been a home run, James said. Meanwhile, several blocks away from Minute Maid Park, on Fannin Street, things were going as they normally do in a big city downtown. Cars were going by, pedestrians were crossing the street, and there was lots of hustle and bustle. Then all of a sudden at the intersection, the ground started shaking, and one of the street lights fell down right in the middle of the intersection. Pedestrians were losing their balance because the ground was shaking so much, and all of a sudden, boom! The street cracked open right in the middle of the intersection and a giant arm with two huge black claws burst forth from underground shooting dirt and rocks all over the place. 
Boom! Another hand burst forth several yards away, showing another massive arm coming from out of the earth. And then all of a sudden, the pavement between the two arms lifted up into the air, revealing the head of a giant beast who roared so loudly that the windows in the nearby skyscrapers broke, glass shooting everywhere onto the streets. bellowed the giant beast, pulling itself out of the earth and stepping out onto the street. Gorgor! shouted a little old man, pointing to the beast and running away as fast as his little old legs could take him. All of the people around him began to scream and run for their lives. As the giant beast stepped out onto the street, one could see that he looked like a giant lizard who walked upright on two legs. His arms were massive and muscular, and his body was covered with green scales. The monster stood at least six stories tall and had a giant spiked tail. On his head were three eyeballs and four horns coming straight out of his forehead. Everybody's cell phone started buzzing with public service announcements warning of the return of Gorgor, the mystical beast from thousands of years ago. He was back after a long hibernation and he was not happy. Gorgor threw his huge muscular arm out to the right and smashed a building that was right next to him. The entire top of, of the building toppled into the street, causing chaos and dust and smoke and debris to fall all over the place. Boom, boom, boom. The giant beast's feet sounded as they struck the ground, and he turned and began walking towards Crawford Street. Back at the baseball game, people could hear loud noises in the distance and they started looking at their phones and seeing the public service announcements pop up on their screens. And then the announcer came on and said, Minute Maid fans, for your own safety, please begin exiting the building. Please do not panic, but make your way to your car and get home as quickly as possible. It was widespread panic as the fans began to run up the steps and trying to exit the building as fast as they could. And all of a sudden, everyone heard a huge roar, and up on the side of the inside of the building, you could see two giant black claws coming down. And then Gorgor, his giant head appeared, gazing down into Minute Maid Stadium at all the people trying to escape. And the beast reached down and picked up the train full of Minute Maid oranges and crammed the oranges into his mouth. And he crunched with his enormous teeth and his eyes rolled back into his head and he spat the oranges out into the air and they shot out like rockets into the sky. Jace, Jed, and James looked up in fear as the giant beast roared in anger. Man, I bet he thought those were real oranges, said James. Exactly what he thought, said Jet. So that's what the tiger head was talking about this morning, Jace said. Gorgor has awoken. And although he was very scared, Jace remembered what the tiger head said. When fear hurts you, conquer it and defeat it. And with that, he grabbed his backpack and shimmied down the wall onto left field. Where are you going? James and Jet shouted. 
By then, all the baseball players had fled for their lives, but Jace ran out into the middle of the baseball field somewhere near second base, and he waved his arms at the giant beast that was climbing over the wall and stepping into the stadium. The beast threw his foot into center field and its claws dug deep into the earth. Jace stood where he was and unzipped his backpack. Man, I hope this works, he muttered to himself. The beast was so big that when he stood on his hind legs, his head and arms were outside the top of the stadium. And all of a sudden, jet airplanes began flying by. The authorities must have alerted the Air Force and there were several F-16s shooting across the sky. They dodged right towards the beast, pelting it with fire from their guns. This angered Gorgor greatly, and he roared so loud that the buildings next to Minute Maid Park all shook. And then came the next F-16, and Gorgor stuck out his mighty arm and swatted it down like a menacing mosquito. The F-16 crashed into the street below and burst into flames. Gorgor, gore, shouted Jace, jumping up and down somewhere near second base. Gorgor! Gore. The beast turned its giant head and looked directly down at Jace and then rammed its claws deep into the earth right next to Jace and lowered its head, opening its mouth to reveal rows and rows of dagger-sharp teeth. Gorgor, here, try some. Jace held out his lemon bars. And as the beast's mouth got closer, Jace tossed the lemon bars right into Gorgor's giant tongue. And when they landed, Gorgor closed his mouth and he stood up looking up into the night sky. Gobbling down the lemon bars, he looked happy. And he looked back down at Jace and lowered one of his hands to where Jace was standing. Jace took the hint and put more lemon bars in Gorgor's hand, and the beast threw them into his mouth and gobbled them up happily. The beast then lowered his hand slowly down to where Jace was and opened his fingers. Jace could tell that Gorgor wanted him to climb into his hand, so he did, and then Gorgor then lifted Jace high into the air and put him on his shoulder, and he jumped out of Minute Maid Park and began walking down the street back to the giant hole from whence he came. Jace's parents and his brothers were very concerned and very worried, so they ran to the exit of the ballpark as fast as they could and tried to follow the giant beast. Boom, 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 went Gorgor's feet as they landed on the pavement. Soon they were back on Fannin Street where the giant hole was, and Gorgor stepped into the hole and gently placed Jace on the street. Jace looked at the giant beast and thought he saw a smile as it lowered its head back down into the earth. Are you okay, Jace? Where did Gorgor go? shouted James. I'm fine. Gorgor was just hungry, so I gave him my delicious lemon bars, and he was tired, so he wanted to go back to his home. A crowd of reporters started gathering around Jace. All of them wanted to know how he had tamed the giant beast and saved the city. He was all over the news that night, and the mayor even awarded him the Medal of Bravery. Glad I listened to that tiger head statue and faced my fears. After that day, Jace was famous and became a hero, and he and his brothers all lived happily ever after. The End
Well then, what a crazy story. Now, Jed, what was your favorite part? When Gorgor was getting out of the earth. That was a cool part. Jace became a hero. What do you think about that, Jace? Oh, I think Jace is asleep because it's nighttime. All right. Well, parents, don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss any cool stories. And children, if you have any cool ideas, don't forget to leave them in the review section of the podcast along with your name so that we might include it in our next episode of Bedtime Adventures. Adventures.